this will be fun and not at all unusable for a podcast. <laughs> There's our new theme song. I almost what's up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Haunted Heavy Podcast. I'm Ryan Flace. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, visual gestures aren't going to work over radio. Oh, that's toward me. Okay. Right. Um, I'm Aaron Cheroff. <laughs> oh, what's going on, Aaron? Playing a lot of this new uh, Zelda game. Yeah. 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 It's tough because it's like it's been out for about a month now and well, less than a month, I guess, but. I mean, I feel bad because I feel like it's a conversation everyone's already had a hundred times over, and I don't want to. Especially by the time this comes out, exactly. So it seems silly to talk about it even further, but I, but I'm still not sick of it. Yeah, well, I have to no imagine the impact that this game is going to have on the game development community is going to last longer than two weeks. Like people are going to be <laughs> ripping off this game for five years. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll be saying it's the Zelda Breath of the Wild of Dark Souls. It's going to be a, a Breath of the Wild clone, right? A yeah. Breath clone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was the big thing people were talking about with this game where it feels like for the first time Nintendo is taking cues from other games that aren't previous Zelda games or stuff from its other... You know what I mean? Like, it, it feels like Dark Souls. It feels like Metal Gear Solid Five. You know what I mean? Like, I'm... I'm getting yeah. on. I'm getting at high points, and you breaking out binoculars to look at you know waypoints and mark them on the map. I don't and... know. Like Wind Waker had a, a sneaking section after Metal Gear Solid One came out, and <laughs> I, I don't think. Um, I think it's now we're getting to the point where you have to write. There's so much, uh, there's so much news media, like yeah. especially game news media that'll write about nothing, like a thousand word article about how uh, Nintendo Switch sales are going. It's like, well, uh, bad news. It's not selling as much as they hoped it would. It's probably because they ran out of units, so maybe they'll sell more. But they ran out of stock, so they're probably going to sell more when they get more in stock. Nintendo says they're going to be making more. Uh, well, we'll keep you posted. Or it's just like non <laughs> it's, non articles, with yeah, non news, yeah. right? And then most recently, which is funny to say that the sales are actually outpacing the Wii sales for the, the original Wii for the original Wii. Wow, for the opening week at least, I guess they said it was like uh... a week. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. W i i k. Yeah. Um, I a mean, ten year old joke. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because we're ten years past uh, the Wii came out in 20... 2007. 2007, Yeah. yeah. Right. That seems crazy to me, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And uh, now motion controls are at the point where, like, you can play a game without ever uh, touching a controller. You got a uh, yep. Microsoft Connect, as we all know, changed the entire uh, game development scene and game <laughs> production everything. scene. Yeah. yeah. I don't even have a controller anymore. I just yeah. like look at my TV, mm-hmm. and if I give it kind of like a wagging uh, lower one eyebrow lower than the other, mm-hmm. then it knows that it's not feeling what I. Cr- yeah. Like, then Cortana knows like Aaron doesn't like this. I'm going to change the channel. Yeah. Right? Because that's what the Xbox does, right? It lets you watch TV. Um, well, what it does is... Well, I haven't looked at an Xbox in a while because the last time I did, the dashboard was just full of ads. Yeah. And I was like, why would I pay for a console that just inundated me with advertisements? Well, because you can watch TV on it. Oh, so it's just like watching TV. Yeah, it's like watching TV, but with uh, Cortana staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. It's my favorite anime girlfriend. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I have no idea what the, i feel like i haven't heard anything about xbox one 
Uh, wow, I could really hear you swallowing that water. Did you? Oh, I'll, I'll try. I'll do like the uh, Japanese commercial, like when you're drinking a soda. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Gross. Gross. <laughs> awful. You know what that reminds me of? I worked at a place uh, once that had like the uh, like a soundproof like audio recording booth, like fully soundproof. Like the room itself was, ugh. The room itself was on uh, like suspension. Oh, in uh, on the east side? Uh, East side. Yeah, east, uh, was this in was this in Washington or was this back? Yeah, in yeah, this was a game studio. Okay, because I, I I read some article about how like one of the world's quietest rooms is like owned by Microsoft, and that's like oh, all okay. suspended stuff. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it was something like that. It wasn't at Microsoft, but it was. It was the same idea, I guess. It's what it sounds like. Uh, and uh, it was the. It sounds strange to say, but it was like the quietest I'd ever heard. It was the least noise I'd heard my entire life. Huh. Right. So I'd gone twenty something, however old I was at the time, years hearing noises and then i for the first time got to hear no noise and it fucked me up like <laughs> it was a really bizarre experience i could hear the fluids moving in my body all i could hear was my throat and mouth loud as anything and it's like that's always there that sound is always there i've just never it's never been quiet enough for me to hear it yeah i've heard you could like hear your heartbeat and yep. stuff yep it sounds super gross i, <laughs> I want to do it sometime <laughs> yeah it i was... want to be totally grossed out by uh by the sound of my body. Yeah, so that sound you made there drinking the water is the exact sound that our bodies are making right now. Immediately yeah. took you back to that point in time. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Like, oh, I remember when my head made that noise. I could hear it <laughs> the first time. Oh, so project updates from us, right? We've been working on more Missile City stuff, and we are looking at maybe, hopefully, knock on wood, the last dev session tomorrow before we can show a trailer. Are we going to show a trailer before... Uh... Northwest Majors? Um, I'm not sure. I think we might wait and debut it at Northwest Majors. I think that'd be a pretty. Uh, I mean, we got We're gonna have a stream channel, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at Northwest Majors, April seventh, eighth, and ninth, we're just gonna be there on the eighth. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash/HauntedHeavy. We will be streaming uh, uh, the mystery tournament that we run, High Rollers Mystery Tournament, and we'll also be streaming the top four, at least I think, of Vampire Savior, and some old guilty gear that they're doing a side tournament for. Hmm. So just some OG, OG games uh, that they're having us stream the top four, top eight of on top of uh, the pools for the mystery tournament. Yeah. The type of games where you see them on stream and you're like, Oh gee. (laughs) All right. That's, that's, (laughs) (laughs) well, thanks for tuning in. (laughs) There's some of those uh, OG games. Yeah. (laughs) Oh geez. Oh, Mm -hmm. So that will be, yeah, April 8th, twitch.tv slash haunted heavy. So if this actually makes it out into the world before then, <laughs> you'll know you can do that. And we'll probably be running that tra- trailer for our new game as often as possible. So I don't know how much they're going to be like. I know they'll send somebody over every now and then to like check up on us and like ask for viewership numbers and stuff like that. Hmm. But other than that, they didn't mention anything about like running ads or anything. So I think we're free to just. Yeah, didn't they say that you could uh, run whatever ads you want to whatever extent? Yeah, I guess. I mean, they literally said nothing about ads whatsoever on, like, the sheet they gave me of the rules for streaming for the show, so... And we should cut away from the action, like, mid-match. Yeah. Be like, I know it's been 45 seconds since you last heard about the game that we're working on. <laughs> that we're working on, uh, yes. I mean, like, Street Fighter's kind of interesting, I guess. Like, right. People are, like, kind of not hating Season 2, mm-hmm. apparently, with the... We're going to uh, interrupt this match of Waku Waku 7 oh, to bring you 
this trailer that we've shown you three I times. I played the, the Switch past version hour. of uh, I played the Switch version of Waka Waka Seven. Is it very very difficult to play a fighting game on that controller? I played it on the Pro controller. And was it good or Pro controller was great. Okay, it was good enough to that I, I played it on the Pro controller. I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna get one of these. Yeah, um, so they got a bunch of Neo Geo games on there now too, right? Yeah, King of Fighters '94 is on there. Yeah, I haven't played that one. Um, Shock the, Troopers, I think. Right, and it's not the version of that that you were talking shit about. Right, the Dadimu version. Yeah, it's a different company doing these ports, as far as I understand. Um, yeah, I think it's just a, I think it's almost just like a Mame rip or something. Because uh, it doesn't good. Uh, yeah, to to my understanding, the the Waku Waku Seven, we couldn't figure out how to unlock any of the console characters. Like right, the, it's, the it's, boss characters, like we couldn't unlock it. Yeah, it's an ar- they're arcade ports, definitely. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because not- there was there was some other version where there's like one stage where uh, there's some anime music playing in the background and there's mm-hmm. lyrics and it's mm-hmm. hilarious. And the console version, I guess you can hold like up and then A and then D or something when the when the stage starts. Okay, and uh, then it gives you the lyrics to the anime song all right over the over the game as you're playing that's awesome yeah that's it a sounds great, great. Idea. i was like oh man we got to try this and then, oh it didn't work i guess because it's an arcade port yeah so that's that's neo geo 2 right that waka waka 7 right so yep. it would be the AES. Neo geo. i don't think they ever did like a uh i'm sure there's an aes emulator out there but as far as i know i've never hmm. used one and i don't i don't think there's ever been a virtual console like an official aes emulation anywhere or anything so they're porting over arcade versions only for this kind of stuff hmm. as far as i know oh so where are we talking about zelda where yeah, we're talking about zelda we're talking about zelda uh we're talking about how uh so i've been playing it and and completely avoiding anything online like i'm not looking up anything i'm not watching streams or videos or anything like i'm but i'm allowing myself to hear information from people i know in real life yeah you know so i get to know and hear about things that exist in the game my friend was just bragging that he he hit 200 koruk uh seeds is that that's what they're called yeah, right? yeah 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 and um i was like holy shit like that's insane like i thought maybe just the way he phrased it that that was all of them that there are in the game yeah i heard their number i heard was 900 <laughs> so i don't know if that's ex- uh if that's exaggeration but it seems like anywhere i go if there's something that looks vaguely suspicious yeah it's a korok seed right yeah I, I, I mean, I've talked, I hear people who are like way, way into the game and they're saying they want to try and get everything and see everything and do a whole completionist thing. And it's like, I don't know, man, like there's so much to go on. And, and I mean, I feel like it's going to be months and months before we even understand how much of everything, what a hundred percent actually is and means, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm hearing things that sources say, uh, that there's stuff in the game that as far as they know, nobody has found yet really yeah yeah I, i've been playing it in the like i really enjoy playing it but i don't want it to be over and yeah. i don't want to beat it right. so i've really been like i've been playing a lot of it but i'm kind of taking my time with the the critical path of it right like i just the process of exploring the world is fun enough and just like kind of walking around and seeing stuff and mm-hmm. then uh, there's so much stuff to discover that I, i've just been kind of wandering around and uh, I, I've done a couple of the divine beasts, mm-hmm. which are the main, like the main dungeons that you're supposed to go through. You're right. Yeah. And then uh, mostly it's just like kind of going around finding shrines and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, taking, I find myself taking a bunch going... of selfies and pictures and stuff. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. I find myself going on insane tangents the entire time and I haven't progressed that much in the main quest as a result. And I'm not, I don't really care, you know, but it's funny. I feel like a lot of conversations people will open with like they feel bad because they feel behind they're like, oh, everyone's further along than I am. I'm not as far as I should be. 
you know, um, or they'll say like, they'll, they'll be like that about information and finding things in the game. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I, everyone feels behind, right? Everyone feels like there's all this, this, they're, they're lagging behind this zeitgeist of Zelda Breath of the Wild information. I think the zeitgeist in this case is people who play the game like around the clock. I, I, but even then I feel like that, that the fact that people feel that way at all is, you know, indicative of the state of these kinds of games now and the triple a games and you know where it's like the, the whole point of this game is you're not supposed to feel bad you're supposed to you're playing it the right way by just going and following your gut and doing your own thing right but like here i feel i feel like so many games are not that that we end up feeling like oh i still don't know i, I didn't even know you could have a horse in a stable or whatever until like last week and everyone and you felt like everyone else know, knew it you know and it's like yeah, oh, i'm not yeah. following the main quest i'm not doing this i feel like everyone feels like they're playing it wrong and i think it's awesome that we have a game like this that's kind of you know shining a light on the fact that we have a lot of games kind of even open world things have this linear attitude you know? Yeah, where it, since it's not linear, you don't have feedback from the game telling you that you're playing it right. Right. So since we have all these other games that have that kind of feedback, the, yeah. of course, the reaction is going to be, I must be playing it wrong if the game isn't telling me that I'm playing it correctly. Right. Even though if that's the case, playing it wrong is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And it and it feels like at times that I'm, I'm breaking sequence or I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing, mm -hmm. but I still feel like I'm getting a lot out of it. And I'm like kind of... I've, I, in some cases, I feel like I'm getting more out of it because it's like, oh, well, I could tell the game kind of doesn't want me to go here, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to yeah. get rewarded for doing it, right. even though uh, they didn't. the game didn't telegraph this area in any kind of way. They were right. just like, uh, maybe you want to go there someday. It's a thing on the horizon, and I decided to check it out. Right. And I, and I love having just the, converse, the conversations I hear from, from everyone. Everyone's playing it, obviously. And I go to yeah. work, and everyone's playing it. And it's like, that's the half of the fun now for me is to hear the stories of where people ended up going and what they ended up seeing and doing that even on early stages of the game where we haven't even had the chance to really branch out, you know, you just left the plateau and what did you see? And then I'm hearing people giving me reference points that I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, but they're talking to me as if it's like obvious. Yeah. It's like, and, and everyone's I'll, been to death mountain, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there was the, there was the, I think the twin peaks or whatever. And everyone's like, Oh, you know, that part where it's like split down the middle or whatever. And it's like full of, full of uh, moblins. And I'm like, and like everyone else standing around is like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> I, I still haven't seen it. That might be a, that might be an early point of reference just because, when you leave, right before you leave the plateau, when you get the paraglider, yeah, uh, the king of Hyrule, that is the only direction he says. He's like, here, that's go the that Twin Peaks. Yeah. You should go there yeah. and then follow the road, and then you're going to get to the next plot point. Yeah, it's the yeah, the, yeah. the first main quest like uh, waypoint is right on that yeah. path, right? So I'm assuming that's what it. But I remember thinking, you know, deliberately going the exact opposite way off the plateau where it's like, it wants me to go this way, but the whole point of this fucking game is to not do that. So I'm going to, I went the literal opposite direction and went towards the desert. Yeah. It's funny that you and I had, we, you and I went to the same exact place. The first place that we stepped off the plateau was that same shrine to the, the west. It was um, a shrine of the test of minor bridge. strength. Yeah. Right? 
which is so funny. I think I've met one other person where that was also the exact first thing that they landed on was the test of minor strength under the Wait, bridge. Other than me? Yeah, other than you. Oh, wow. And it was so funny because I, <laughs> I remember feeling like a, oh, I was such a rebel. Oh, I'm going to really <laughs> break the mold and do something crazy that no one else was going to do. Everyone else break the mold and go to one of the three things, shrines <laughs> exactly. that you can see from the plateau. <laughs> but, but, at the, but at the time, you really feel like, you know... You, like your sequence breaking, even if you're not. Yeah. But then you, then you talk to the people and you find out exactly what's going on. And you're like, oh, shit, this is, you know, it's you find someone else who did the same thing that you thought was crazy. And you're like, wow, what are the odds? And it's even if the odds aren't that great, there's the illusion that it is. And that's kind of fun. Yeah, it does feel significant because in order to get to that shrine, you parachute past a boss or like a like a regular large, large creature with yeah, a health bar. Something you know that you probably can't beat straight off the plateau oh yeah and you're like i'm not supposed to be here (laughs) you just keep flying just keep going yeah just enough time for me to drop uh, a skull and crossbones on my map and be like okay i'll know i'm gonna die there (laughs) yeah yeah that'll be a fun place to die and it was there the first time i saw the horse was on the bridge leading into the desert area and there's the two moblins on horses that see you from way far away and Mm -hmm. come up the bridge to chase you and i managed to knock one of them off and then I just saw the prompt on the screen for like press A to get on the horse. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a thing I can do. Sure, let's do it. So I do that. I get on the horse. The horse immediately freaks out and runs both of us right off the bridge into the water. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I immediately drown and, and I was dying laughing. That's the other thing. Like the first 10, 20 times I die in this game, I'm like rolling laughing because it's just ridiculous circumstances that... I'm just so amused that could even occur. Yeah. You know, like when you're you're gliding for too long and then you fall into the water and immediately die and drown in, you know, a foot and a half of water where you just stand up, Link, like you're yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> One of the game's benefits is that it really makes it fun to die. Like it's, yeah. it, there's such a low penalty for death. And it, it, it is really... To where it's not like Dark Souls. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. not like Dark Souls. It, it's Dark it's Dark Souls-esque, I guess, you can in the draw, fact yeah, that course. you can die, where, whereas a lot of other games are just make like, make it like impossible for you to die unless you're going way out of your way. Right. Um, but I think that, I think it gives us a gives the game a sense of stakes, mm-hmm. and it's it's then satisfying when you don't die. So it, it feels... I, I've, had, I've had a lot of fun dying, and then recently i've been getting more hearts and now i'm suddenly not dying as much right and um i now i'm trying to like do that death seekers thrill kind of like oh, i haven't died in a while I <laughs> yeah do something do real something. reckless yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm dying to storm hyrule castle like next like i'm not even one i'm 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 half a beast in half a beast down you know and already i'm ready to be like right after this Let's just hit the castle. Let's just see what it's like. <laughs> I just want to see how I can do it. Because I'm hearing people just, again, the stories being told of of how they got into the castle, what they found oh, there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the first thing about the castle. The closest I've gotten to the castle so far is one of the loading screens says, if you see a shooting star, look to see where it lands and then try to I get did up that. to it. I did that too. Yeah. yeah. It landed right uh, like right in the courtyard in front of Hyrule Castle. Okay. And I, but I was just so, that was the first uh, shooting star I saw fall. I was like, mm-hmm. I got to see what it is. Yeah. And so I was dying over and over and over again, <laughs> yeah. like going into the thick of all these guardians yep, and yep. this end game area. I was like, I gotta see what this, what this shooting star is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually, I got lucky enough with like a respawn where it spawned me close enough, but I wasn't. I didn't have everybody in the world aggroed on me. Right. So I finally made it to the shooting star, and it it, it was satisfying. Yeah. What was I, it? I don't want to say what it is. Okay, don't want to say no spoilers. Because I got one. I saw one. I marked it, and I went to get there, and it was just like it was really early. I'd only just started the game, and 
Uh, it was just surrounded by enemies at the time. And I assumed at the time that it was like, and it was enemies I hadn't seen before. I forget what it ended up being. It's something, it might have been just one of the guardians. And I wasn't used to seeing them walking around or, you know, hadn't gone yeah. anywhere in the game. And so I thought that the shooting star was, in fact, that enemy was the guardian. I was like, oh, well, fuck this. And I just ran away and forgot about it. So I, I never got that. to find out what the shooting star was. <laughs> I think the shooting star is like, they happen frequently enough that you can you can kind of catch them over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And they leave that trail for a while after they've fallen. So yeah, you can like kind I think of... it goes away uh, the next like when it's in the middle of the day the next day because if you take too long to get there you kind of have to be able to teleport a little bit to get to it yeah um because i tried to i tried to like climb a mountain across the world to mm. get to it and by the time i got there it was like afternoon the next day and it's like where, where the hell is this thing there was nothing yeah there was nothing saying. there okay i see yeah oh well let's do one more thing on zelda before i move on and i promise we'll move on but because I'm sure this has been covered. Everything in Zelda is it's just, I mean, I don't know if anybody's well, sick of hearing about it yet. But I don't know. I, I love, I'm at, I'm at a weird point where I want to talk about it yeah. and I want to hear about it, but I don't want to be spoiled about it. Right, right, right. Yeah. So uh, just the one thing I want to talk about is the big divisive issue. The one thing that everyone's biggest complaint people hear is the, is, oh, yeah. is the weapon uh, durability system and having your weapons uh, crash uh, yeah. apart and break and, and you have to deal with that uh and it was a weird adjustment when i first started playing it but the more i play it the more i love it as a design decision and i think it is actually really crucial in making the world feel dense because what happens in this game is and everyone's experienced this where you you set a place you want to go you mark a place on a map or whatever you have a quest you're trying to finish and you get halfway there and then something else takes your attention and you're like ah, go on a tangent oh i found a shrine i'll do that real quick and i'll do this real quick and sometimes you forget what the first thing you were trying to do was because you're going on. There's so much to do. You come across a group of enemies and you want to go fuck with them. You find a treasure, whatever, you know, there's all this stuff to do. That's a big, big issue with open world games, even going all the way back to like some like GTA 3 and stuff, right? Where you're like, oh, it's a big open world. Or you we'll go back even further than that. Um, the Elder Scrolls uh, Daggerfall. Sure. Where it's like a massive game, but it's just a lot of empty space and like not that interesting towns and NPCs and stuff. So it just feels pointless feels like you're just walking around so to combat that you have all these things to distract you and, and and tasks like this constantly updating rotating task list in your head right and having gear be something so fluid is such a big part of that especially when it ties directly into your ability to engage in combat uh I feel like the constant management, apart from the fact that it's great to have a game where I'm not just grabbing the best possible weapon and keeping it the whole time, and then suddenly every other weapon in the game becomes, you know, 99% garbage that I ignore or just sell or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, now, like, that that Moblin Club has some purpose. I can use it to, you know, light stuff on fire if I need to. I can bring it to a fire or whatever. I mean, I can use it in a last-ditch effort. I can switch i have a reason to use all these other weapons right so besides that point which is great because that's again it shines a light on how stale rpgs are now on top of all that like the fact that you have to keep an eye on your gear as a limited resource it adds no matter where you are in the map even if you're in a kind of an empty space where there's not that much interesting stuff around there's that task list ever rotating expanding and changing in the back of your head where you're like i need to keep an eye out for a weapon right if i run out of weapon here in the middle of, on top of a mountain or something i'm like oh shit now i got this other task that comes up to the top of my list where i'm like find a weapon whatever it is we'll find out let's just find something right and i think that that makes the world feel dense because there's not 
it's one less opportunity for you to run out of things to do and for the game to feel like there's an empty space where you're like, I have nothing to do here. I have no goals, no short-term goals to keep me occupied. Like it's one more of those things and it's so crucial because it's your weapon. So yeah. I don't know. I thought, I thought it was, I really, really like it. I, 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 I love I, the, I love the system. Uh, since it is a limited resource, it makes you always have to strategize entering battle. Yeah. So no matter what kind of weapons you have in the game, when you see in, in, previous Zelda games, and this happens in other games as well, mm. you can just see an enemy encampment and then without any kind of second thought, just say like, oh, I'm going to engage in this. I'm going to go in. I'm going to beat everybody up. Yep. Uh, but now there's there's always a risk reward when it comes to it where you can, you can say, so these are kind of lower level creatures. Am I going to be wasting a better weapon that I've acquired yep. on these people? Yep. Um, so it, it gives you something to think about rather than just ru rushing in and engaging every enemy that you see in the whole game. Right, right. And there and there's plenty of times where I see a, an enemy encampment and I'm just like, I'm, I'm good. I, yeah, don't, I yeah. don't need to do that. And that's good. And I, and I think that some people feel disappointed by that. Uh, and I think it's just because it's what we're so used to. It's so pounded into our heads that you see an enemy, you have to fight it. And at no point, again, it's shining a light on the idea of like, oh, why the fuck is that important? Why? We get nothing. Most people who play games, I mean, this is another thing that speedrunning kind of shows too, where you're like, a lot of this stuff is superfluous. Why are you stopping to beat up this enemy? All you're doing is risking health or whatever. The reward is not there. So just move on. It's a better choice to make, you know? So, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a really interesting, it's... It's it's fresh feeling, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it. I think it also is a way to work around a problem in a lot of other RPGs, Eastern and Western RPGs, mm -hmm. uh, where you have like where you have the player becoming a god problem. Right. And this is something that plagues Fallout games. I love Fallout. I've played sure. a ton of Fallout Four. Yeah. But every Fallout game has a progression where seventy five percent of the way through it. You are a walking instrument of death. Yeah. Nothing can pose any kind of harm to you. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you end up with equipment that either never breaks or you just have the ability to repair endlessly. So once you get a good weapon, mm -hmm. it is yours for the rest of the game. And then there's never any variation on that. So combat is going to be the same from X point on for the remainder of the game. Right. And this system, there's no weapon good enough that it is permanently available to you for the rest of the game right. without any kind of penalty. Yeah. And it's, it's really refreshing, I think. Mm -hmm. And it, it also incentivizes that what we're talking about going off the beaten path and getting into areas that you're not supposed to, um, or like breaking sequence and getting yeah. like, if you, if you rush into Hyrule, that type of general area and do some of the shrines there, you get like really good merch. Right. But getting that doesn't, give you a free pass to the rest of the game. Right. If you get a really great sword, you're not just smooth sailing for the rest of the game. You just yeah. have uh, a great item that is yours to strategically use in certain circumstances yeah, maybe for you've, a limited period of time. Sure, you maybe opened up one more option for yourself, right? Yeah, like I can, I can make one boss battle a little easier yeah. or maybe more trivial uh, if it's one of the more overworld bosses. Yep. Um, but it, it they they never give you anything that is so good that it, it is that you're just like this is the one thing that I need to use for the rest of the game. Yeah, and now I'm totally good. Yeah, I think a lot of RPGs, especially MMOs, kind of have been relying on the same. We haven't really evolved that much uh, 
in 20, 30 years, right? There's like, there's still kind of the basis of these games is this stale ass feedback loop based around hoarding, whether it be experience points or gear or gold or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, no, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Stop even, it. Learn, you have to the, learn to let go. <laughs> yeah. I even got to that point with this game where I started getting enough really high level items yeah. that I was just like, oh, I, I don't want to use any of these. I don't want any of them to break. Yeah. And then you just start hoarding it. And I got really great feedback from another um, person I was playing with. And they're, the best advice they gave me was don't worry about breaking anything because there's always another copy of it somewhere in the world. Right, right. Yeah. So and then if something breaks, then it's. Then you could just you could just get another one. You won't have it for the immediate future, right. but you'll always find something sort of equivalent. Like there's nothing so good that this that is the only uh, irreplaceable object in the entire game. Right, right. And once I can, once I started letting go of mm -hmm. the idea that that these things that don't last forever are valuable and irreplaceable. Yeah. I started having more fun with the game because yeah, it yeah, wasn't just like inventory mm -hmm. management. Yeah, every everyone because it's like those games for so long have taught us to be so precious about every little thing and it's and it's kind of annoying right like, yeah again it's the same thing it's 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 the same reason permadeath had not been popular for so long you know because they're like well i worked so hard to get all this stuff i, I worked so hard to level up to this level blah 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 you know and and I don't, what's the point of of you know having that even capable of being lost to yeah. me you know and it's like well it adds weight to your adventure i guess yeah i think the 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 concession there is the armor system where that's the one part where you have unlimited inventory yeah, that right. doesn't go away unless you decide and you to can sell. upgrade it and everything yeah. yeah so it's not again i don't think it's as extreme of a design choice as some people are making it out to be no i think i think it's great because i don't think i've sat and played an rpg in forever yeah and it's really nice to like now i'm kind of I don't know. I well, feel so, like I feel like we I'm... have like all these all these amazing games out of nowhere. Like we've had such a dearth of uh, really impressive games coming out. Yeah. Uh, and now we have Zelda, Near Automata. Right. Those came out like within a week of each other. Mm -hmm. And then um, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn yeah. People seem to be uh, going nuts over and yeah. haven't played. I feel like the role playing game was originally like a narrative focused thing, right? And they built these systems around that. And it was supposed to feel like an adventure. It was supposed to feel like I kind of like an, it was an adventure game, you yeah. know? And I, and, and I feel like we're getting back to that now where it's like, oh, you can still have all your cool combat systems and cool, uh, oh, you found rare items and all this, you know, loot. And all this crap. It's like, but we're getting too into this. Like, we it's developed into this world of like, oh, let's just figure out. Uh, now, tank is a class, and DPS. Everything's boiled down to DPS. That's how boring the combat has gotten. Yeah. And like, we're finally being like, enough. Let's get this back to where we can just like uh, feel like exploring. You know what I mean? As opposed to min maxing bullshit. But yeah. I think we've said our piece on on Zelda, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else could so, there possibly be to say about a yeah? Not a game single. That's only been out for two weeks. Not a single bit of levity in the past twenty minutes. We've been <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> take it very seriously. <laughs> Video games are serious. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this. Is, you can't joke about this stuff on yeah. the internet. Have you played Night in the Woods? Yeah, Any? I really like Night in the Woods. Yeah, yeah. That that's another like week of amazing games coming out. In addition to the of the mm -hmm. other ones that we talked about, yep. Night in the Woods is a game that I've been looking forward to for years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did did you? I play still haven't it? played it. Okay, well we'll save our conversation for it until after everyone's gotten over it. Okay. Um, I wonder if it'll have the same kind of like like the Undertale fall off, 
where that's a that's a you think game that's... the internet loved, yeah. and then the, it's a game that the internet got sick of because people wouldn't stop talking about it. I I I don't think I mean. There was the backlash because it was so popular, and that just happens with things that are popular. I don't think it's really fallen off it that much. I feel I still feel like it has a huge, hardcore fan base. Oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But I think there, I think it's the backlash is the, yeah, yeah. is what I'm talking about. Oh, see, the backlash hasn't come yet. Yeah, you think I think it's on I, Undertale levels of love. Uh it seems pretty popular. Yeah. Um, I don't. But not just yeah. in like indie game circles. Is it is it reaching beyond that into full on? I don't know. I mean, like, for... the, like Undertale hit the. I mean, Undertale hit the world of just like the random Reddit douchebag way. You know what I mean? It wasn't just amongst people who played those kinds of games. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? true. I guess. I guess the people at GameFAQs were really mad because they had like a best game of all time poll. And Undertale won it, right? And Undertale yeah. won, and like everyone, <laughs> people were really, really upset. Yeah, I, for what it's worth, I really. Aside from people that already knew about the game yeah. before it came out, mm-hmm. I haven't talked to anybody who uh, knew is like just learned about the game. It's either yeah, yeah. I'm telling them about them because they've never heard about it, mm-hmm. or I'm telling them and they're like, "Yeah, I kickstarted it." Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be interesting to see because it is out on consoles. It's on like PSN store and stuff like that. Yep. So it might reach that audience. And PS4, it has for PC, Mac, I believe. Yeah. yeah, and it's got that good. It's got you know. It's that that cinematic trailer and a really good look, so maybe it will grab. Yeah, I think I think it has. I think people. it has legs. I wonder. I kind of wonder <laughs> if uh, if Undertale will ever get a, a console port. I don't know. I kind of it does some stuff like mechanically that I'm not sure how that would work on a console. Like it would have to be sort of re-engineered to work on a console, right? Um, but it's not even in Game Maker, right? It's like some uh, own uh, engine. What is it? To my understanding, was yeah. it a custom engine? Someone yeah, I, I think it's oh. a custom custom engine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. No uh, idea. Maybe uh, Toby Fox will do like a GDC talk next year. I'm sure. Yeah. I yeah. That'd be awesome. Let's yeah. do it. We're gonna go know, to GDC next they, year, uh, right? We're going to do any um like public appearances of any kind. I yeah. think I think he got a. Uh, nominated for something at the last GDC, and then uh, someone had to accept for them. I, I I think they just I think um, GDC just played like an animation and it was the it was the dog showing up and then uh, accepting accepting the award. the award yeah that's pretty cool okay we're going to GDC next year right I am interested yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> I want you to commit to road trip on this podcast you wanna you wanna drive yeah let's drive a road trip God, it's like twenty eight hours road trip it? road trip maybe we could do Amtrak you think that'll still exist next year. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> that would be awesome though i miss taking trains places oh man I mean, I we should do tra- our own train jam because the real train jam to gdc yeah. that is already filled up with people that i've never interacted with yeah yeah it's and, that, like and that's the, also where do they go they san francisco to chicago or, or? uh chicago to san francisco oh, okay i oh. think it is leading up to san francisco and not the way back right so that by the time that you get to gdc you're totally fucking exhausted yeah and then you have no energy left and then you're just like crashing your hotel room for four days yeah and the you last... wake up and you're like it's sunday <laughs> the last thing you want to think about is video games yeah perfect oh don't even show me a video game i don't even want to hear it <laughs> there's uh, i seriously i used to i used to there's something weird about trains and taking trains to go places as a kid on the east coast we used to take trains up to boston you know so just be a couple maybe an hour a couple hours you know but for some reason, there was I missed that. I miss. I wish that they were ever affordable. I don't know what the situation has to be 
Yeah, I for think a, it's like forty bucks to go down to Portland from Seattle. Really? Yeah, it's not it's not super expensive, but yeah, okay. I never it the coverage is just not the same as it is on the East Coast because yeah. I never rode a train mm-hmm. until I moved to Boston and then going to New York. Uh, like I, I would take the train to New York yep. to Boston, and that yep. that it was that was an awesome ride. I, I used to get really into that. Right. Yeah. Uh, Can't stop a foamer. Yeah. <laughs> you know about foamers? I know foamers. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good. I, I don't want to get into it. Sure. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't make me explain foamers. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to GGC. We have to go to GGC. I've never been. I still haven't been ever. So I don't know what I'm missing. You're probably already sick of it, though. I haven't been in many You're already years. jaded. And that's why you're not excited about my road trip. Because I've already seen a GGC. Because you've already, already been to GGC so many times. It's like how I feel about PAX. Where I'm like, what's the point of that shit? It's like, well, I think like a, I would be more excited about PAX if I had some sort of involvement there. Like if we were yeah. if we were showing a game at PAX, which will never happen because uh, getting into PAX is now like uh, like winning the lottery. Yeah, I think. right, right. Um, although I don't know, there's the the six uh, Seattle Indies Expo that's near PAX that I'm sure we could. Yeah, we that's could apply some, for. that's that's doable. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. I'd like to. What I wonder if we could try to do that for this year. For this year, maybe. Do you think we have enough? Uh, like having lead time yeah have you seen have you been to the i've been to six yes it's cool there's some i think there's good stuff there in the past and i I played crawl at six for the first time um two two packs ago maybe Hmm. you know crawl have you seen that no oh it's awesome it's uh so it's like a multiplayer kind of competitive co-op thing where one person is like the dungeon and what is it no 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 is it oh shit what the hell was it it's like it's asymmetrical where one person is like the hero or or multiple people are the heroes. I forget which way it says asymmetrical. I haven't played it since. <laughs> but it was uh, and the other person is like the entire dungeon. So you're spawning things and like messing oh, cool. around. You're like basically like a little ghost in the area and you use that to control everything. And then uh, you try to defeat the hero or heroes. And then there's like a, a boss and then you end up controlling the boss. And it's like I think multiple people it's like, it's like a big monster. Like Like one player can control the the monster's left claw but the other player controls the 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 monster's right claw huh. or whatever so it's it's well, uh, check that out yeah it's really interesting so i think it's i think it's out now but oh okay but yeah that was uh i saw that at six yeah i'd like to i'd like to be able to go to uh one of these events and show something off yeah for a change yeah for a change yeah well i mean i've 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 been to these types of events before and it's a i think it's a little tough as a musician mm-hmm. because my sales pitch is Hey, I did this thing that I can't show you now unless you put on headphones and completely remove yourself from. Like, I'm not going to bring headphones with me and be like, you should listen to my mixtape right now. Yeah. Like the guys in the street trying to get you to buy their album. Right. It's exactly (laughs) what it is. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I'm always just going to, I always just kind of feel like I'm blowing hot air being like, hey, yeah, I'm a musician. So I do this thing. (laughs) Take my word for it because you can't see it. I'm not going to show it here. Right. And if it is a project on Spotify, (laughs) yeah. If it is a project that they've heard of, yeah, you'd be like, oh, oh, what is that? Did you do Fez? What did that? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's it's even if it's something that they like, they're like, oh, what did that sound like? Oh yeah, yeah, I played that. What the hell? I don't remember the music exactly. I'm sure it was great. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that. That was the uh, the. I think the last year that I got a pass for um pax was the year that fez came out yep and i remember that being the only game on the floor that i saw that i really wanted to play yeah and then as soon as i started playing it i was like fuck i can't play this here i don't want to experience it on a show floor i want to hear the game and i want to experience the music mm-hmm. and all the sound design yeah, yeah i'm like 
oh, I, I don't, I don't want to play this in front of people standing on my feet. I want to play this in my in my living room. Right. And then so I played like less than a minute of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, bye. See you next spring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of indie stuff, uh, the guys developing Barkley Shut Up and Jam Guide in two. Yeah. Chapter two of the Hoops Barkley Saga. Uh, they've started uh, streaming again. No way. Like on a regular schedule too, Mondays and Fridays, and they're actually sticking to it. Uh, it's funny because they kind of, they didn't disappear for a while, but they just haven't been communicating that well. But it's like, if you pay attention, you know that they're still, they, they never stopped working on the game, you can tell. And plus their artist, uh, Frankie Smiles, uh, never stopped streaming the work he's been doing for their game. But their updates have been really sporadic. Uh, uh, I guess sparse and sporadic. And so they just recently started doing their stream. So uh, Tales of Games, twitch.tv slash Tales of Games on Mondays and Fridays. They'll do like three hours a day. And uh, it's, man, it's, it's really starting to come along. Like it really looks like they've got, it looks, it's starting to, it's looking like a big ass game, you know, especially considering the team size and the fact that, you know, it was a, a relatively small like Kickstarter project, you know. Yeah. So, well, the, the second game was Kickstarted as well, right? The, this the, is the second one yeah, that they're the, working on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the first one was like a free, you know, full of copyright infringement. So, you know, but like it's like a fun project they did released in like 08, I think. So um, so I don't know how, how close they are to a release or anything like that. But like the systems involved are pretty deep and they have a system that's kind of like the Diablo uh, gear where it's randomly generating and adds all these kind of prefixes and suffixes that determine or that signal what the properties of the weapons are Hmm. and they're all guns and you can there's gun breeding in the game so you can breed your breed guns so the traits from one gun or will you know be passed down to the next generation of gun in the breeding system and they have absurd names in the prefix suffix system was the one that they were showing today was oh god what the hell was it it was amazing. It was the, uh, it was like the something digital shotgun with the heart of a minigun or something <laughs> like that. It was amazing. Nice. Uh, but that's been exciting to see because I've been really, really psyched for, for that game. It's because the first Barkley Shut Up and Jam Guide was probably like the best written game I've ever seen. Like I've never laughed out loud playing a video game because of the writing. If if I did, it was never anywhere as as much as this one. Like yeah, it was yeah, it was uniquely good. I don't know if I don't know if it's it's if if it was too niche. I mean, the jokes centered so so much on like making fun of JRPGs and also like a weird era of '90s basketball. That like I don't know how many people in the world thought that was like insanely funny, but I'm definitely one of them. And there's a lot of people out there, I guess, who who who, who did like it. So. Um. So that's been exciting to see them working on stuff. They were doing live tarot readings on their stream. Yeah, I so, just I just looked up their uh, their Twitter, and I'm seeing a bit of this here. Tarot readings. It's like tarot cards. Yes, yeah, so they have tarot cards that have like eight bit uh, art on them. I don't know if that those are things that they created that are going to be in the game or not. But like once every hour, they will turn one of the other cards over and read to you what it means. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was super weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, they had they tweeted something that they did on stream today where you can level up swears, <laughs> so your swearing can be upgraded. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so definitely check that out if you if you if that's your jam because uh, if that's your shut up and jam, if that is your uh, slam jam, come on a slam. And welcome to the jam. Yep. 
Uh, they still were trying to get that song, too, during their Kickstarter. I don't know if you remember. That was a stretch goal. Where if was they, to license that? Was to license the Space Jam theme song, but it was very, very expensive. And it was like one of... They only, I think there was only two stretch goals they didn't reach. Uh, the second to last one was to license the Space Jam theme song so that they could use it as the theme again. <laughs> Uh, and the most expensive one was they wanted to buy a minute-long Super Bowl commercial for the game. Oh man, <laughs> which was like two minutes, it was, two million dollars. It was in the millions, yeah, definitely. So, and that, so you know, those, I believe those are the only two they didn't reach. Uh, but in the meantime, I, I I feel like they've been asked about it on stream before, and they have responded with like they're still looking for ways to try and license that song. But then they they re-released Space Jam the movie in like theaters for like a one night. Did you see oh, that? Oh, yeah, like this year sometime, right? Uh, well, like late last year. So I don't know if that made things more expensive or complicated for them to try to do that, but that'd be amazing if they oh, could. Oh, I, lo- I love the um, I love the checklist for who what this game applies to. Uh, not for trend, not for corporate attitude, not, not for, for stoner. stoner. Only true doom murderheads. Only true doom murderheads. Do you know where that gag comes from? No. Was they found? If you put that phrase into Google, you'll, it'll it'll come back to the whole thing. Not for stoner, or not for corporate, not for trend. It is actually like it's a comment that some random dude left on like some metal album on Amazon or something, and they just <laughs> happened upon it. And they said like this album is not for corporate attitude or not for trend, not for stoner, only true doom murderheads. And uh, and they I guess they fell in love with the phrase and decided to use it as their <laughs> as their main. Uh, tagline Arno Park's review of Master of Brutality not for trend not for corporate attitude not for quote stoner only true <laughs> doom murder heads only true doom murder heads uh, guess how many people have found that following review helpful 112 127 that's actually pretty oh, close well, okay yeah that's, <laughs> that's right I was I was shocked into silence I was like wow you got the number of digits right oh nice all right nailed it <laughs> Um, uh, we have the night marathon charity fundraiser that we are reviving for the first time since 2013. We are, we are doing it again. This is, I guess I haven't said this out loud yet to the the world at large, but we will be doing it again this year and it will be, we've locked this in, uh, raising for the pediatric cancer research foundation. And we will be doing this on Columbus day weekend. So October 7th, 8th and 9th. And that's all the information I have for right now. Um, it will still be on nightmarathon.net. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to embed it into hauntedheavy.com too or whatever. But um, So that is coming back. Again, that's all I really have is the date and the charity we'll be raising for. But that'll be fun to do that again because people ask me for it every October ever since we did it for the first time in 2012. And we only ever did it again in 2013. And uh, so it'll be fun get that back together get yeah, the band hope, back uh, together hope i can get involved in that yeah we you got any games you like what any horror games we're talking about doing uh having me do uh bad mojo oh yeah that's right yeah of course because you're a mac guy yeah and that mac was games that, that, it was that or um or flyer right uh um uh, glider glider yeah. glider pro that yeah, or which is not uh, that, that or spin doctors which one is that that was the one where it's uh it's uh it's like a. It's a grid, and then you have a little stick that um. Floats. Oh 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 yeah that yeah, yeah. around. It was the third Mac game. Yeah, right. The third uh, game it was you could Glider, play on Spin Doctors, and, and Bad Mojo. And uh, oh man, I was thinking of um, weren't we talking about like old PC games recently? I th- the, yeah, probably. Yeah, what was the um? I'm trying to think specifically. Uh, Super Pong Bat. 
Okay, Mortal, Mortal Pong Pong Pong, there, yeah. was, there was Mortal Pongbat, which was the Mac version of that was the 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 Pong Mortal Kombat crossover joke game happened like three <laughs> times somehow, and one of them was the Mac one, and Mortal Pongbat was that, which I think might have been the better version. The other one was Pong Combat, which was a DOS game that had a great head of the attract mode. I bet this is on YouTube or something too. We'll see if we can throw that in the show notes if I can find it. But there was a like a freeware or shareware at least. Uh, DOS game and it had the full attract mode that Mortal Kombat had that shows you all the bios for all the characters and their backgrounds yeah, and how they yeah. end up in the tournament but the characters are red paddle green paddle purple paddle yellow paddle and there's, <laughs> there's six characters and they're just a color and paddle nice. but they're straight up like they have bios they all look the same, but they're different colors, but they're like yellow paddle, like uh, was a Hollywood superstar, but then, you know, got into, became an alcoholic addicted to drugs or something like that. And it was, <laughs> damn, do we have an hour? Are we at an hour already? I think so. they were sort of near it. We talked about Zelda for a long fucking time. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else we got here? We're tapped out. We're tapped out on Zelda stuff. And so some there's, amazing. There's, there's nothing left. We could possibly talk about it. Uh, here's the thing after i beat it i'm gonna be looking up a lot of speed run stuff we're gonna start talking about it as soon as we're done it's like enough time has passed so we can spoil the game now yeah, yeah i want to see how fast people are beating this game because you know it's gonna be something crazy i already know people that have beat the game and and they're like and, but then i was playing no no, no no i mean like how i might i mean speed runners like how fast have oh, people I think under an hour. this game under an hour well i think if you i guess if you know the route you can just uh slide into uh hyrule castle yeah and then um I don't know. Be good, really Sh- good yeah, at fighting. Shield bash your way through Ganon or something. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I did hear someone say that <laughs> that they that they saw a speedrunner doing this thing where they with as soon as they get the glider they glide off the plateau and they land on a horse and just go <laughs> they like there's a they find a place that there's one place that always has horses and they go over there and they just start honing in on one so that they land right on top of it and just go <laughs> and i was like that's amazing i love it to death yeah i try i tried to rush a hyrule castle on horseback and even that wasn't fast enough to right. outrun the guardians mm-hmm we're not going to talk about Zelda. Yeah, again. yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, we're good. We're you good. Tell, as you could tell the the glint in my eye. I was like, <laughs> know, now right. we're going to talk about Guardians. Yeah, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we forgot about Guardians. <sighs> Got to talk about them. We didn't yeah. even talk. We didn't even get into the giant horse or the skeleton horse or any of these kinds of horses. You Guardians can have. of the Zelda Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was that reminds me of the other Key and Peele uh, sketch. We're doing Key and Peele sketches on Slack today. Uh, uh, we got one in. What's up? Well. I only saw the one where he's, uh, you did the AA Ron. AA Ron, yeah. yeah. And then we did the East West Bowl. No one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, right, I'm sure. <laughs> and the worst part is that it only just dawned on me today that I know somebody named Aaron. And I can't wait to bust out that AA Ron joke. Oh, boy. And you, you blew it in Slack chat. <laughs> yeah, right. Couldn't wait for a real life reaction. I know. I could go, oh, in, in real fr- life. <laughs> in, front of, in front of a huge crowd that would all just fall to their knees laughing you me and everyone yeah <laughs> and everyone be like oh my god ryan you're so funny you me and my wall mm-hmm. here we are all right i think that's good i feel like we talked about nothing though like we just talked about zelda but it's got to be good enough like we didn't talk about dumb youtube videos yeah uh, there was almost no jokes yeah this was the least funny episode yet of the two Fuck. Sorry. Should we can this? No, we should go with it. I okay. think it's still good. And we talked about projects and stuff we're working on. Oh yeah, and Barkley. Um, we uh, 
We talked more about someone else's game than we talked about our game, so that's good PR, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, um, pay it forward. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, there you Isn't go. Is that the one where uh, Haley Joel Osment dies? Isn't mm. he like a kid that dies? Yeah, in Pay It Forward? Yep. Yeah. I right. don't know anything about the movie other than the fact that he dies. Yeah, and it's a prequel to um, A Dog's Purpose. <laughs> <laughs> dog's purpose pisses me off man Do- dog's purpose you're like, more of a cat person i guess no oh, man. <laughs> don't even get me started about a dog's purpose that 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 concept irritates me on on like such a base level what do you mean a dog's purpose <laughs> yeah is so, to die yeah so the dog's purpose over is to over. die over and over and over again for the yeah. sake of like some fucking person yeah and it's like my entire um, existential um, multi-lifetime existence mm-hmm. is just to be an instrument towards the better purpose of this person, like helping this person not be like a shitty miscreant. Is that what the plot is? Yes. Yeah, uh, like I, like someone stops from being a jerk because they have a lot of dogs I'm in their life? That's part of it. I'm guessing that's part of it. I don't know the... the the like exact strokes of right. it but the the idea that like any creature could like the point of a creature's existence would be just like not only be in service like i'm in indentured servitude to you right multiple lifetimes over in a way that like from birth <laughs> i'm already fucked because you uh you own me on a like multi Ugh, I... <laughs> <laughs> well then what is a dog's purpose aaron that, i mean that's the thing we don't know <laughs> we don't so we have know. to grasp at straws trying yeah, to figure trying out to make a movie what, it's like i don't uh, could it be to listen everyone get, knows get, everyone knows the money shot from any dog movie is at the end when the dog dies they're brilliant they found out a way to do that to, to encapsulate that those last moments of old yeller the old yeller moment and do it like 20 times yeah, in one if movie. only every movie was like the last five minutes of marley and me <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which again, I I haven't seen that either. But, but I the assume same. the dog the dog has to yeah, die. Probably right? dies. Yeah, that's all what... dogs go to heaven. Dog dies. Mm-hmm. That dog right at the start. The, di- the dog dies. Does this... VR Troopers? The dog dies. Was there a VR Troopers movie? Well, there was a VR Troopers series. Yeah, was there a dog in it? Yeah, Jeb. <laughs> I don't remember that at oh, all. I remember it because it was also the name of uh, the governor of my state, Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush. Yeah, so I was like. So when Jeb Bush started appearing in the in the media, mm-hmm. I thought back to VR Troopers. I was like, Jeb, that's a dog's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't vote for someone. They're like they're named after a dog. The only a virtual dog. The only reason I remember VR Troopers is that it had a character named Ryan in it. <laughs> and back then, there was never any Ryans on TV. Way to go, Ryan! You handled that like a pro. <laughs> Was that a, the classic VR Troopers line? Uh, I only know that because that is the VR Troopers line in one of my YouTube videos. Okay, great. Yeah, it's uh, the world's slowest high five. Mm-hmm. Look it up on YouTube. It is uh, <laughs> as it is written on the tin. Okay. It's the world's slowest high five. And it happens in VR Troopers. You should look it up on your computer right now. Okay. It's uh, so good that you can't help yourself. You got to. VR Troopers slowest high five. Yeah. So this is unedited. I just saw it and I was like, this sucks. Unedited 11 whole seconds of this. Let's give it yeah. a go. <laughs> wow, it is. It's, they're just touching fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on in the dog's face? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a virtual dog. That's Jeff. You go, Ryan? You hand a lot like a pro. We need a sound clip of this. We need a soundboard that just has that whenever I do doom, something doom, cool. Doom. Way to go, Ryan. You hand a lot like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> just whenever I do anything. Way to go, Ryan. 
Like it's uh, it would be you could use it sarcastically when I screw up. This is great. Handled that like a pro. <laughs> yeah, that is a. Uh, um, I think there, I think that is my second most viewed video on YouTube, and mm-hmm. you could tell because uh, it's just people who don't have autoplay turned off who get to my most popular YouTube video. Yep. Who um, then let it roll, and then they're like, "Oh shit, this started playing," and then stop watching one second in. Oh wow! Okay. That's tough to do. It's just a short video that, you know, you figured they'd, they'd ride it out. Yeah. Uh, I, should, we, I should pull up the analytics on that and see how, what my uh, retention rate is <laughs> yeah. over the course of an 11 second video. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that fourth second really peaks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we wanted to get Chris on here too, but he doesn't show up for these things anymore. He's supposed to show up tonight. We uh, put off bum. podcasting for a little bit. Uh, our, he's playing our, some Zelda. Yep. He's our, po- he's our programmer for yeah. Missile City. I and mean, he wants to be on the show too. So maybe he'll be here next time. Get a third so. mic in here. That'd be good. Yeah. Or we could do that uh, omnidirectional um, thing. The, and that the I don't Yeti. To, yeah. The blue. Yeah. Yeti. Great t-shirts. Video game themed t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, TheYeti.com. Oh, sure. Yeah. Not sponsor. Not, we are not sponsored by them. We aren't. Uh, Ritz crackers. Buttery Ritz crackers. Um, also not sponsored. Anything else you'd like to plug? <laughs> uh, did, I, did I drink close enough to the microphone again? Or yeah, go ahead and do this that again. Is an entire, this is like an entire liter. It's unnecessarily large. Entire liter of Ovaltine. Drink your Ovaltine. Of mineral Vosser. <clears throat> is that the $6 water that comes in a tube? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's fancy people water. Mm, oh, rich people water. Yeah. Yeah, it's a joke from a TV show I haven't watched yet. Uh, rich people water? Yeah. What's that from? Apparently it's a joke from Gravity Falls. Uh, I don't, I don't still, I haven't seen the show, so I can't give you any more information than that. I've seen Gravity Falls and I can't give you more information. Okay. Than that. <laughs> uh, I couldn't recommend Gravity Falls more. Yeah. We've been, wait, we've been, good. we've been, we've been meaning to watch it, but now RuPaul's Drag Race season nine just aired tonight. So, and there, that's going to be on Netflix now. You can watch it on Netflix so we don't have to go to Logo dot tv and catch it the day after so it's it's so we have to catch them on drag race we got to watch start watching gravity falls which i'm sure is eight seasons deep already yeah uh are your kids in rupaul's drag race much? yeah uh, as much as they can be there's a lot of swearing hmm. so we try not to watch it because they repeat words now they're at uh, the repeating yeah. words age but we want we will uh Watch clips of the, uh, you know, the the showcase showdown at the end. I forget if they have a name for the for the actual, you know, what, on uh, on uh, Price is Right or like no 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 on on Drag Race. You know, the end of the drag okay. where they see that walk. The start where they come out and actually do the drag shit stuff. You and know, and then it's like da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, right. Da, da, exactly. Da, da. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the behind the scenes stuff where they're saying curse words that I don't want my kids to repeat. So yeah, they're a little into it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if your your kids uh might not be the target age for Gravity Falls, but uh yeah, probably still a little young, but they might still enjoy it anyway. We've we've gotten them watching shows, cartoons that we like that they're not really getting yet. We're watching like Steven Universe and stuff, and they really really like Steven Universe. Yeah, but like they don't really... Inuyasha. No, I God, I can't stand Dragon that Ball show. Z. Cannot stand. Oh, I never Inuyasha. liked Inuyasha. Such trash. I can't believe why they say everything they're doing. Like I know. You don't have to say it. I'm just I'm watching you do it. They that just was like, one of the things. That, that was one of the series that I never that I never got into. I just thought it was bad. Anime is bad. I can't like. Oh, it was. It drove me nuts. It was. I. It was because I didn't. I wasn't aware it existed until it was like uh, on Adult Swim or something. 
And everyone's yeah, like, that's, that's where I came across it too. And then like friends of mine or whatever would be like, oh, you got to watch it. It's like classic. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'm like, this is awful. Is this is like 300 episodes too. Uh, it's one of those. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah there was some way I could quickly see how many episodes of Inuyasha I will never watch in my lifetime. Yep. Oh, well. 167 episodes. Yeah, that's still too many. That's like three seasons of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Who's got the time? Who's got the time for that? And they're yeah. all the same, aren't they? I I feel like I wa- I feel like I watched a lot of episodes of that. Yeah, like I caught a lot of random episodes. I'm like, because I was like, like the entire time I was in college, we just had Cartoon Network on. Yeah, and that was it. And it's like 24 hours, uh, all hours of the night until it like kicked back from Adult Swim onto like uh, Ninja Turtles, the 2003 Ninja Turtles show, or Transformers or some shit that they would play at 6 a.m. Because I'd be up all night. Like watching everything, so I definitely saw Inuyasha two times a night for years, um, and just didn't bother to change the channel. Cause yeah, classic. Like I'm not gonna turn it off, but I'm not gonna keep it on. Yeah, it was literally just just have it on Cartoon Network. It aired until 2009. Yeah, that sounds right. What? The were, fuck? There's no way they were making new episodes until 2009, though, right? 2010. New episodes. New episode. It aired from 2001 to, wait, no, I'm so, sorry, I am tripping. Uh, I don't know how to read Wikipedia. Uh, no, there is Inuyasha, the final act, which ran from 2009 to 2000, 2010. Yeah. They were like, shit, we're doing this too long. So mm-hmm. they, they did uh, 160 episode, 167 episodes until 2004, and then they were like, oh, our unfinished masterpiece. And sure. then they came back to it in 2009 and were like, Somehow we have to tie up this uh, riveting narrative. Sure, we, did, uh, in twenty six episodes, did can they, we cram it in? Did they get the shards? Did they have enough episodes? Does she go back home? Because she goes back home like every other episode. So there's no, there's like no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's she waiting for? Did they have enough time to get the shards yet? I'm I, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm gonna just read a random. Uh, uh, episode description from. Um, okay. Episode one hundred. Um, 89 uh no i really am not gonna read this this is this is a kind of a horrible rabbit hole that we don't even want to, it's not like a fun one at least we can identify what a good rabbit hole feels like that's not a good rabbit hole yeah most of them are okay otherwise you wouldn't even do them i don't know why you know yeah well we should wrap this up though. yeah we should there's no there's <laughs> no way this is all going to be usable as a podcast anyone will want to listen to no but thanks Fair for enough. listening to this yeah. <laughs> you all did a great job listening to this if you've made it this far you win so you're probably listening to, I, I could tell you for sure I am using that same outro music. The Forever Friends, of course, yeah. from Street Fighter 2 V. Of it? course. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Yeah, that sounds fine. For the open, we want to stick to the same one. We got a new one. Um, I guess we'll feel it out. Yeah, I guess by this point, they will have already known whether or not we picked a new one or not. Yeah, so that's, I don't want to say what we, uh. I, I want to avoid saying the song that's in the, the opening until it's like I wrote a song for it or yeah. we have it arranged ahead of time mm-hmm. because who knows what could happen. Yeah. Yep. Good call. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, if you want to email us, uh, talk to us, have us talk about something else, uh, anything you want, answer your questions, solve your problems, hauntedheavy at gmail.com. Send us anything you want at hauntedheavy at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Z-A-F-O-999. And you are... I'm uh, Sheroff on Twitter, C-H-E-R-O-F. Uh, where's the? Where can they find information about the, the video game? Uh, you can go to hauntedheavy.com. There's only a little bit of stuff there. Hopefully, I probably have to update a bunch of stuff since we're going to 
have the trailer up there pretty soon along, along with some more details about what the game actually is. As for right now, you just get a couple images and sign up for the mailing list, which will probably be our number one priority place to go to for people who want to help uh, beta test or have any fun a little uh, extras communication with us or be notified whenever we do have uh, updates on the game to share with anybody. Um, so yeah, uh, that's about it. Cool. Well, uh, do I have the same? Do I have the same catchphrase? Yeah, go ahead and give us that uh, sign off as our signature move. Okay. Uh, have saying it like I am. Uh, do I have the same catchphrase? Like already identifying it as a catchphrase, I think mm-hmm. makes it not work as a catchphrase. Uh, I didn't uh, say catchphrase. I did. Right. So this is a criticism on myself. Okay. It's self-deprecating humor. Sure. But this is what happened when they had Seinfeld, where. Uh, they originally had a Kramer swinging the door open as a catchphrase. Right. And then they were like having a calling it a catchphrase and having a catchphrase and having people applaud mm-hmm. calls it is calling it a catchphrase. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Welcome to the fancy zone. See you next time. See ya. See ya.